This week on the show are pop culture references. We talk about the second season of My Hero Academia and fortune cookies. It's October 2021, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Welcome back, everyone. Let's get this week's episode started off with our pop culture references. But before that, thanks to my co-host, Linnea. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> and Brian. Hi. <laughs> that was a great way to start. Yep. Okay, well, I'll go first. Mine is that there's a new Netflix animated series. It's called Maya and the Three. I believe it's a limited series, which I think means it's only on Netflix for a limited time. But <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should look at that. <laughs> does that mean something else? I don't know. Oh, what does it mean? Explain. No, Dad's not going to tell me what limited series means. It means it's just kind of a one-off thing, I believe. Oh, it's, it's not. Okay. It's not like it's going to be there and then go away. Things on Netflix I've always are always so there. So stressed out when I see limited series. Like, oh, I can only watch this for a limited. No, no, time. no. It's just. It just means there's a few episodes and then it's done. Mm. It's not like it's going to be a continuing saga or anything. Okay. So yeah, that series is out on Netflix now, and it, it came out just a few days ago, and it's been pretty popular lately. And did you know about it before I showed you the trailer no. the other night? <laughs> no. <laughs> and how do you know it's so popular then? Have you been reading about I it? Because it was on trending now on Netflix. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll have to watch that and review it. Mm-hmm. I heard about that on YouTube. So my pop culture reference is that one of the most popular games on Roblox is about to end. Like, right as we're recording this, the final chapter of the game is coming out. It's called Piggy. It's, <laughs> it started out as this random one-off I'm glad game that's coming to an end. about if there was a zombie apocalypse in the Peppa Pig world. And then it got no. super popular. So now it's, why would someone make a now game there's like about a whole that? like story about it. It's entirely different from Peppa Pig. It's crazy, and the final chapter is coming out of it because there have been well, that's disturbing. So yeah, it's going to be the final chapter of a very popular game on Roblox, and I'm excited to see what it's going to be like because it's going to have a lot of secrets and stuff to discover in it. What's your reference, Dad? So my pop culture news this week is I'm getting a little more excited for Cowboy Bebop, the live action version. Comes out on November 19th on Netflix. And just this past week, they released a teaser. I don't want to call it a trailer. It's almost like a teaser mini episode. Mm. Uh, I don't know if either of you have watched it. Oh, I watched it. It It was really interesting. Yeah. when, When I first watched it, I almost didn't like it. It was so strange because it's just a bunch of random scenes cut together with this sort of interesting sliding mechanism where people are in one frame and then they move something and they're slid into another frame. Uh, but it's then like I, a comic. Yeah, yeah. kind of like a comic. So, But then I watched it again and I thought it was pretty cool. So I'm I'm hoping that the actual episodes aren't like that. I don't <laughs> think they will be, but but uh, yeah, it it's pretty cool. I think it captures sort of the flavor of of the show and uh yeah i'm looking forward to it should be fun the big controversy about the show this week of course there's always a controversy the big controversy this week is apparently people think john cho who is playing spike spiegel 
uh, he's too old to be playing Spike, which I think is just bizarre because <laughs> I think he looks good. I mean, I was kind of happy with the casting of him. I don't know. I guess I didn't. I don't think he's too old, but apparently that everyone's just like, oh my god, he's way too old. He's only supposed to be twenty seven, and and John Cho is forty nine, and he just can't play it. And I'm thinking, I, I don't know. I think it looks good to me. <laughs> is it because you like old people? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's because I old like person. old people. Yeah, <laughs> he likes old people uh, because. He but there's an interview person. with John Cho, and he says, you know, the the thing about Spike is that you almost have to be older to have some of the experiences that he's had. So it's just a TV show. It's going to be fun. I'm not worried about it. I think the casting looks good, and I'm really excited for it. Okay, now on to our main topic for this week. We're talking about the second season of My Hero Academia. For listeners who don't know the premise of My Hero Academia, it's about a world where 80% of the population have superpowers, and being a pro hero has become a job that people get paid for. The main character, Deku, was born without a quirk, but after meeting his idol, the number one hero All Might, he's able to attend UA High, the country's most prestigious hero school. So I was looking up this season just to remind myself of what happened. This season starts with a big tournament, right? Yeah. Yep. So last season, the first season, it was just all the kids getting to high school or high school. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's called sort of like, UA High. Yeah. So. It's sort of like high school. And it ended with a fight with some villains. This season starts out with we're back at school and there's a big tournament going on. And about half the season, I think, is about the tournament. And then the next half of the season is these kids go out and they have to intern with other heroes. Yep, you're correct. So that's kind of the background of this season. So that's what's going on. Still, again, I keep wondering... It seems like they've only been in school about two weeks. But... No, <laughs> yeah. <that's not> true, <laughs> okay. Anyway, so that's just a quick recap of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, how do you think this season compares to the first? I think it is better in a few ways. They kind of know more about the characters and what they want to do with the characters, the creators of the show, and that kind of helps it out because you have a bunch of interesting stuff about different characters that you want to see. What I like about this season is that in the first season, it's kind of like the second half of the season when I first watched it, I didn't really know who any of the people were because it was just suddenly 20 other characters were introduced and I was like, who the heck are these people? But then when I got to the second season, we got to see more of the background characters and the they were kind of given more depth, so I like that. Although at the same time, they do introduce about 20 more characters. Because yeah. we, <laughs> we have class 1B now, right? Mm-hmm. And we have all of them. I don't then, think we actually see them that much again no, in the but, show. Yeah, but but they're there. Yeah. Uh, and then we also get, like, there's a business section of the class. Yeah, we don't, don't we actually meet any of, of them. Of the school, right. Because there's, there's four different classes that... That are yeah. doing this. Um, this school, it's not just like a hero training school. It also trains people who will have to work like alongside the heroes, but just not fight with them. I think my favorite new character is that lady who makes gadgets and gizmos. Yeah, that's She's me. pretty cool. <laughs> she kind of reminds me of Entrapta from Shira. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose she does. She's kind of that same. Except Entrapta is a little bit more off the walls crazy. <laughs> Yeah, this this lady at least knows what she's doing, and she kind of and she has a plan. She plans things out, mm-hmm. 
Uh, I like kind of like the young version of Entrapta. Yeah. I liked in her fight how she purposely was using it as an ad for herself. Yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. She didn't care about fighting. She was just trying to get her opponent out with all of her weapons. Right. But then, but saying how great she was, look at me, I created this and this is mm. awesome. And I thought that was a very, <laughs> you'll notice how this way. weapon stops them from falling over. Isn't that cool? <laughs> As you can see, this here makes me go up high. So he couldn't grab me. What do you think of the way that the story of this show is more divided into arcs than seasons? Well, there's sort of two arcs in this season, right? Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the same. Was that, it was kind of the same in the first, because the first mm -hmm. season was Deku being, it seemed like most of him being young <laughs> <laughs> with flashbacks. And then he gets to the school and they're doing that, the various learning how to use their powers or whatnot and then this season it's sort of the two arcs of this tournament and then the uh going out and having internships mm -hmm. so it almost seems like two mini seasons in yeah a way. yeah that's what all the other seasons from this so it's on. like this show isn't really divided into seasons it's more divided into story arcs well i'm wondering does it follow the graphic novels like i'm sure it does, yeah. so they're probably more mm -hmm. these bite-sized pieces i would imagine yeah, so it's probably it's probably harder to divide a show into seasons when you're following a manga where each in each volume like <laughs> it's kind of a different arc because just making a show out of one of the volumes would just probably be like five or ten episodes. <laughs> With some of the arcs of the show, it's super high stakes and they're fighting villains, but then some of the arcs are just super low stakes where they're just having a music festival or something. <laughs> Which kinds of those arcs do you prefer? The ones that are more filler with character development or the ones that are like plot related with fighting? The ones that are more filler with character development. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Evan. I like the more character centric ones. I think they're far more interesting just because we get to get inside their head and see how they tick. The fighting the villains ones, you know, visually it's more exciting and you see their powers, but it feels like it's one of those shows where you know they're more or less gonna win yeah <laughs> i mean unless some big thing happens that i don't know about you know, you guys are way ahead of me and i'm sure there are going to be twists and turns but but yeah i like the more fun episodes where we get to see like this is probably this is not this season but like we saw an episode recently where they were kind of in the pool yeah swimming around you know and that was that was mm -hmm. fun it was cute it was um, that was the first episode of the third season. The third season, yeah, so I'm jumping ahead, sorry. But <laughs> just as an example of, of something. So, yeah, I like those kind of episodes better. Yeah, it's, it's, I think whenever I rewatch this show, I'm more likely to just rewatch the kind of one-off episodes that are just them doing something wacky and fun. Because if I rewatch the plot-related episodes, I have to binge like seven episodes in a row, which just takes a long time. Yeah, the thing about these shows is any sort of momentous plot has to take place over multiple episodes, right? You can never finish one fight in one mm -hmm. episode because there's so much internal dialogue. Oh, if I do this, oh, then I have to do that. And then there's all this backstory. And then and then you go to another character's point of view. Oh, why did he do that for me? Oh, now I feel bad and I must do this. Oh, episode's up. Uh, we'll Wait. have to go to the next episode to find out if they actually you know fight each other. I remember the first time I watched season four, it was just 
like the episodes were all coming out weekly and the first part was them fighting villains and like every week I was like okay is this finally going to be the finale of this fight we get to move on to something else but it just kept going I felt that way during season five mm-hmm. at the because at the end it's I I don't want to go into it but it's just an there's like a fight scene for a really long time that's not even like with the main characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing about the season two with this, when it opens with this tournament, because we spend a lot of time with the, I don't want to say side characters, but I'll, there's what, 20 kids in this class? Mm-hmm. Is that, yep. So we see a lot of them facing off against each other. So we, I guess we get to learn more about them, which is good. I was just saying, you know, I like those episodes where we learn more about some of the other characters. But at the same time, you know, I'd kind of like to see more of our main characters, but mm-hmm. but we do get big episodes with them, so that's good. Yeah. So we had a lot of the background characters. We had more depth added to a lot of them, but there are a few where they were, like, really prominent in, like, the plot and, like, the first arc of the show. And what did you, what did you think of, like, the background characters that were, like, the most relevant in this season? Give an example of who you're... Who is a background character? Well, you know, like... Todoroki. <laughs> Todoroki, Ida, Uraraka, Bakugo. You consider them background characters? Well, are, they're are they main kind of main characters? characters? They're main characters, but, like, they were they were a bigger part of, like, the story this season, sort of. Yeah, well, you <laughs> know, we had whole episodes focusing on, on some of them. Yeah. Which is good. But I just feel like in the first season it was kind of more centered around Deku and then we got like we got like one episode about Bakugo and one episode about Ida. And with this season we got episodes about a lot of the other ones. Right, yeah. Well and it was nice because we got to see some of them grow. Mm. I wish is it the sweat fire guy, is that Kachan? Is that his name? Yeah. Kachan. He didn't he's still the same though. I Yeah, he Does he ever grow at all? Because he's just... exactly the same as he was <laughs> I mean, everyone else is, feels like they're learning People and growing. People say he grows, but he really doesn't at all. He's just he's um, just angry and yelling. And, yeah, he has one voice level, which is loud and angry. <laughs> His catchphrase is, I'll kill you, so... So he has a really powerful quirk, and the thing is, he was praised by people his whole life, so he kind of just figured that, oh, well, I'm amazing, I guess I can do anything, and I guess I'll just become number one with no problem. So he's really angry now all the time because he's actually having to work for stuff in his life for the first time, and he doesn't like it. And Deku is suddenly way more powerful than him, which, well, not way more powerful than him But he's going to be way more powerful. Yeah, so he's just really mad at everything. His personality doesn't really change. He's kind of always just loud and obnoxious, but... The His general ch- attitude towards other people does kind of start to change. Where yeah, where we biggest... are now, he doesn't really look down on people anymore. He, but he still is very much loud and angry all the time. The biggest event for him happens in season three. Which in season three is when he like really starts to change because he's not like mad at Deku all the of time of a certain circumstance. Okay, well that's good. I'm glad he does eventually change. You know, I, I think I said this when we talked about the first season, but if, if, if anyone were going to be a villain, it would be him. Because <laughs> he just seems like, I don't know why he is in the hero school, because he certainly seems like he wants to be a villain. Well, we learned, like, at the end of the second season that he, like, really genuinely admires All Might, but he just admires the wrong part of him that 
well, not the wrong part, but he's just so focused on the winning that he doesn't really think saving people is all that important, which is, I think, maybe the biggest lesson he might have to learn. Yeah, yeah. He needs to be smacked upside the head and learn a yeah. few lessons. <laughs> what did you think of Uraraka and Ida and Todoroki? So you should probably describe who they, those people are for people. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, they're just random names. <laughs> so, Uraraka is kind of like, the first friend that Deku makes and she her power is zero gravity where if she touches something it just it floats and she can kind of move it around by swaying her arms <laughs> I guess and then you have Ida he's kind of a brat at first but he becomes nicer and he's Deku's second friend that he makes and his power is that he has engines in his legs that makes him go super fast he's like a car but he's a human and then Todoroki is, if you've ever watched Avatar, The Last Airbender, he's kind of like Zuko. <laughs> At first, he's really closed off, and he just seems angry all the time. His power is that he has fire on his left side, and he can control ice on his right side. And he has a scar. Yep, he has a scar. <laughs> I think the first part of the season is where he shines, mm -hmm. because we get some of his backstory. We get a lot of his internal dialogue. And we get Deku really, oh, it, it didn't happen like this, but slapping him upside the head and giving him reason to move ahead and not limit himself. Yeah. So that's Deku helping other people, or he helps Todoroki. I think the second half of the season is more with Ida, because we have the, the hero killer, Stain. So we get to see more of Ida there. So I think that's where he has more development. And we haven't yeah. even talked about the second half of the season yet. We've been focusing on the <laughs> tournament. And I think the second half of the season is far more interesting to me. I don't know if you were going to talk about that, Linnea, but like when you're talking about some of the background characters, I think one of my favorite background characters is that Gran Torino. Oh, him. Mm -hmm. which, who Deku goes to intern with, and I, I find him fascinating. I think he was pretty cool. Because <laughs> he's old. Like about him? <laughs> because he's old, yeah. <laughs> well, no, because he he's... Yeah, he's an older, cantankerous guy who lives by himself, and and uh, he doesn't want the fame. Yeah, he, he doesn't. He's not seeking it out, and I think I think that's a really interesting story when you're as powerful as he is. You know, because All Might definitely reveres him, mm -hmm. and yet he just kind of lives by himself and goes about his day, and <laughs> he's not out there. And and Deku's kind of wondering what what's your deal. You know, but mm -hmm. Deku realizes this guy is, he knows his stuff and he's powerful. And I found that very interesting. Yeah, what's interesting about him is that he's like one of the first characters introduced who has a super powerful quirk, but just chooses not to be a hero just because it's not the kind of lifestyle he wants. Like he was temporarily a hero once, but it was just to do a very specific thing to help one of his friends. And then he just kind of lived his own life again. And I think also seeing some of the heroes or some of the students doing their internships with, with other heroes that we, you know, we've never met, but mm -hmm. we get to see how they react to real world situations. Yeah. Like the, like the frog girl. Mm -hmm. I, I can never remember <laughs> all their names. Sue. Sue. You know, helping out and, and we get to see, is her name Momo? Yeah. Momo, yeah. And because she, she gets interned with the hero who's just more or less wants to be on the cover of magazines and mm -hmm. look fabulous. It, it's interesting because there are these heroes in all these different walks of life and some of them are learning, 
you know, this maybe this is what I want to do, or maybe this is not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like with uh, Kachan again, didn't he? Didn't he have to like comb his hair? Yeah, and, he had his and hair wear a comb. uniform, and it was just it was totally not him. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. very funny. It was like the fish out of water thing. But I think at the same time, he learned that's not what he wants to uh, do. Yeah, right? <laughs> he definitely learned a lot from that experience, which I think we see in the later season, sort of. So, did you like the intros in this season? <laughs> I liked them, especially the tournament arc one. The music is really good, except there's really not much happening on screen. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, the intros and the outros, I guess I should say. I remember the the outro, which featured all the young ladies. <laughs> that was funny, because I kept commenting about, there's one of the students is just invisible, yeah. and all you ever see is, like, her shirt just sort of there. <laughs> Just kind of floating, or and maybe some gloves. Her, when she's in her hero costume, it's just she's gloves just and gloves. boots. Yeah, so it's just weird when you see all these a picture of all these girls hanging out. You know, they're all kind of having fun, and then you see the shirt floating there. It's, <laughs> just, it's just very funny. And the other outro is my favorite, where it's all of the characters, but they're like they're dressed in fantasy outfits, and they're in like a world they're where like they're like playing D and D. It's like they're playing D and D, and this. Oh is yeah, just that the was the season. That was fun. I remember when I first. That was like the first thing Dad ever saw. Of the I ever show. saw, yeah, because I came down. And you were watching something, and it happened to be it was like the end of the one of the Hero Killer episode, and mm-hmm. then that came on. And I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> so, and in that and that one's kind of weird too, because the ending it almost looks like Kachan and Deku are friends in a way. I think that it seems like they work. It's supposed they're working to kind together. of be like the last episode of the season where they're like forced to work together and cooperate. Yeah. I don't know. That's one thing that stood out to me about the outro, which mm-hmm. you know has nothing really to do with the show. It's just fun, but but yeah. I like to think that that was just what actually was a D and D that they were playing, where <laughs> Kachan just wandered into the room by accident and started playing, and then all the other class heard about it at the end. So. I think what it kind of showed about Bakugo is that he doesn't want to work with Deku, but he's, like, willing to do it if it means that he's going to win. Yeah, he probably just wandered in there because he wanted to win at D&D. <laughs> what did you think about the development of Deku's character this season? I thought that it was pretty good. He learned some new abilities, got some new ideas about what being a hero is like. So he learned a bit. Mm-hmm. We learned to control his power, right? Yeah. From from Gran Torino, he learned how to do that because before in the tournament, all he was doing was he just kept hurting himself, himself over and over again, breaking his finger and hurting his arm, and and he has like some permanent scars now because of that mm-hmm. that he always focuses on. But yeah, I mean, I like that he's advancing. I there was sort of a mystery that happened in the tournament where he saw some strange eyes and shadowy figures. Yeah, that's does, come into play very recently in the that, show. Okay, so that comes back? Yeah. Okay. That's like a major part of the story now. Three seasons. Right, yeah. Yeah, I was hoping, because there was, I mean, we saw that, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. But that only happened about, you know, 30 seconds in one episode. But, mm-hmm. but I guess it's a teaser for stuff to come, right? Yeah. Yeah, I found that interesting. Yeah, I liked that. He was a, he learned how to control his powers in the second season. Because when I first watched the show, I was afraid that he wouldn't learn how to control it till like really late in the show. And I was like, please, I don't want to watch this kid just keep injuring himself. <laughs> and like he already has enough permanent scars, just have him control it. So I'm glad that he learned to control it earlier because it was just kind of 
getting annoying and kind of terrifying. Just getting sad. Yeah, it was just becoming depressing that he would just injure himself every time. Uh, this is just like a fun question. So, how many of the characters' actual names do you remember? Are you just saying that to tease me? Because <laughs> I, I don't really to... remember any of them other than, let's see, I know Deku and and Kachan and Uraraka. What's their last name? I don't know. <laughs> What's their? That's first what name? I'm saying. I, <laughs> like, it's easier if you just memorize the last names before the full names. <laughs> Zukumidoria, Tenya Ida, Ochako Uraraka. See, Evan, you're getting all smug about it now, but I remember having this exact conversation with you and you were like, oh, I, I don't s- care about their names. I still don't remember all their names and I don't care. <laughs> Some of them just don't matter at all. Like the invisible girl. I don't need to know her name. Who cares? <laughs> She's invisible in my mind. And in the show. She could be standing right behind you. <gasps> Hi, Invisible Girl. How are you? But her name's easy to remember because her hero name is literally Invisible Girl. <laughs> look, it's Invisible Girl. What do you mean, look, it's Invisible Girl? You can't see her. What's there to look at? <laughs> her gloves. Her, her gloves. <laughs> you can look at those. She has her gloves and her boots on. Amazing. Well, that kind of wraps up this week's main topic. So now it's time for fortune cookies. Well, you're not going to ask us... Like oh, what yeah. we thought of the season for an overall <laughs> final. We're just going to move right on. Okay. What, well, no. what you said at the no, end wait. also reminded me of a moment in season five where, like, at the very start of it, we're introducing all the class, and there's just this one scene with her where it's like it shows her name on screen, but you just can't see her. It's just on a wall. <laughs> Animators probably love doing scenes with her in it, right? Yeah. Let's yeah. just draw this glove here. Okay. And now let's draw this shirt. Um. Oh wait, she's she's undercover now. We don't have to draw anything. Look at her go! <laughs> wow, look at that. She's so amazing. She can. Okay, so what are your final thoughts on this season? I'd say uh, the season's better than the first, and I like the second half of the season better than the first half of the season. I mean, first half was fun, but I think just for my money, the second half where they were interning was more fun and interesting to me. I agree with Dad on the first part, but I disagree on the second part. I think the first part was better because... Really? Because every time I ask you what your favorite part is, you say the second part of that scene. I've never said that. You say you like the arc where they're fighting the villain best. No? (laughs) Okay, you can deny it all you want, but you've said that. I have not. All right. Well, my... uh, I think my favorite part of this season... Well, usually when I rewatch the show, I like rewatching the first part the most because it feels like I'm watching the Olympics. <laughs> but I think my favorite part is the third half of the season where all the characters are having exams and they're working together to fight the teachers. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's my favorite part. That's the third season, though. No, that's the. It's the last part of the second season. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. I thought the end of the second season was with, with no, the hero killer. No, because the beginning of the first season is when they're at the pool and about to go to summer camp. Oh, okay. All right, so now we can move on to fortune cookies. <laughs> now! All right, I'll go first today. Dad's laughing, so we should save his for last because it's probably good. I agree. No, he's kind of freaking me out because he's not making any noise while he's laughing. He just sounds like 
like a dying, breathing animal. <laughs> but okay, mine is, you will succeed in making a small fortune by investing in a business project. Yeah, that's definitely something 14-year-olds do. I agree with that. Mine is, your present plans are going to succeed. Well, good for you. Yeah. Right now, my pleasant plan is to just watch YouTube, so I guess I'm going to <laughs> yeah, watch YouTube. That's going to work. Okay, what's Dad's? Oh, I was I was confused for a minute. Normally, the fortunes we get are two-sided. Oh, yeah. Like, like you know, there's a, a fortune on one side and then, you know, lucky numbers or something on yeah. the other. And I pulled mine out, and I thought it was a two-sided one because I saw the lucky numbers right away. Mm-hmm. But then I looked on the other side, and it was just blank. So I thought <laughs> I got a blank fortune. But then I realized that my fortune is all on one side. I guess Evans is too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So I was laughing because I thought I had a blank fortune. But anyway. <laughs> you let us all down. I, I do. Yeah, I let you all down. So my fortune is find release from your cares. Have a good time. <laughs> okay. That's a nice one. I, I guess. <laughs> Seems kind of weird. <laughs> what do you mean? It's so have, pleasant. It's just like. Have a good time. Have a good time. Have a good time. Have a good time. That's what we should end our episode on this week. Just have a good time. Have a good time. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Lunchbox Reaction. You can check us out on Twitter at Lunchbox Reaction. You can check us out on the web at lunchboxreaction.net. Thanks for listening. Thanks to my co-host, Linnea. Goodbye. And Brian. So long. And see you all next week at the lunch table. Have a good time. You know what I realized? I write really long sentences. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, we haven't... The world's longest sentence is like a thousand three hundred words That's grammatically correct? Yeah. Well...